Hi everybody, this is Scott Sad. Earlier today, uh, my family and I went to our uh, usual rotisserie chicken place. It's a Peruvian place, a little dive with fantastic chicken. I've sometimes posted photos from that place. And just standing outside the place was this uh, homeless man who looked as though he had some mental health issues and he was sort of you know, laying at the entrance of the place. Some of you may have seen a few weeks ago, I posted a photo of a cat that just stands outside the place looking for morsels. But in any case, today it was this uh, older gentleman, a homeless man who uh, was engaging my uh, wife uh, as she was waiting in line to, to order our food. And so I came over uh, just to see what's up, to see that everything is okay. And... Uh, I started chatting with him and he, you know, asked what I did for a living and we started, uh, you know, chatting. He told me about, you know, a time when he had built an igloo with his daughters and uh, so on and so forth. He's originally from Hungary. I guess the first point is, you know, treat people with kindness, treat people with respect, uh, even though he clearly looked very, very disheveled, you know, not totally there. Uh He's worthy of empathy. He's worthy of your respect. And just speaking to him maybe helped him through that day. And so that right away got me thinking about an incredible story that happened to me. It was probably maybe 2002. It was at a time when I was a visiting professor at University of California, Irvine. I spent there a couple of years. And so this was between 2001 and 2003, but I can't remember which year it happened. I was sitting at uh, a cafe, you know, with my laptop open and a whole bunch of books laid out, books that I was potentially using for, you know, as references for uh, whatever I was working on. And a gentleman comes up to me and strikes up a conversation. Says, oh, you know, I, I like this book. I've read this book and you know, I like this one. Oh, tell me more about this one. And as often happens with me, I just start chatting with people, uh, you know, always open to to life. And uh, he tells me, oh, I'm doing a PhD on homelessness. And as a matter of fact, you know, I've become homeless and I live amongst the homeless. And uh, eventually, by the way, he finished his PhD. And, you know, maybe a couple of years later, I tracked him down and if memory serves me right, we communicated by email. This was a gentleman who had been very, very wealthy, uh, who had lost everything. I think he had lost everything on several occasions. So not only was he super wealthy and then became homeless, but then he studied the homeless as part of a, a doctoral dissertation at UC Irvine. And so I was telling the story to my kids because after I talked to the homeless gentleman, uh, that's what you know, was triggered in my memory. And so I got home right away and I said, you know, let me go and check if I could find anything about this gentleman. So here's an article which I will uh, post the link to. It's from the OC Weekly. OC is for Orange County. Uh, Orange County is where uh, University of California, Irvine is. So this is an article by R. Scott Moxley, December 15th, 2011. So it's now 10 years ago. So it would have been you know, several years after I had met the gentleman. So I'm just going to read you the article because, again, it's quite an extraordinary story. So in South, inside South Coast Plaza, a constant flow of eager December shoppers whisked by 
Bijan Jilani, that's the name of the uh, gentleman who had approached me, who was seated at a cafe table and explaining to me a concept incongruent with the upscale commercial setting, how to live on $3 per day. Incidentally, having lived in California and having been going there for 35, 36, 37 plus years, I know South Coast Plaza very well. It was very close to our home in Newport Beach. Actually, I'm trying to live on $2 a day, but I haven't been able to do it, said Jilani, who paused and smilingly added, yet. Though he has been an artist, a sculptor, and a painter, businessman, boxer, philosopher, cook, actor, dog trainer, world traveler, honor student, limousine driver, bartender, African art collector, and fitness trainer, and remains a man guaranteed to liven up any party with genuine charisma, the Herculean $3 daily feat isn't a stunt for Jelani. It isn't even voluntary. Incredibly, the one-time self-made millionaire who earned a doctorate from UC Irvine, and remember, I met him at that cafe as he was working on his doctorate, is one of Orange County's homeless. He grew up in an ultra-wealthy Middle Eastern family, but now Jelani doesn't own a television, kitchen, bathroom, or bed, unless you count a seat in his four-foot by two-and-a-half-foot current residence a green 1997 Land Rover. This is a doctor, a PhD from UC Irvine, who is homeless and who studied homelessness and immersed himself within the homeless community for his doctorate. It's truly just an incredible story. This should be made into a movie. I know it's hard to believe that it is my home, he said, but it's true. If your image of a homeless person includes foul odors, odors, disheveled appearances, scary rants, and terrible addiction, Jelani shatters that stereotype. He dresses in old but neat clothes from shops such as Abercrombie and Fitch. He keeps his white hair and goatee finely groomed. The aforementioned SUV is spotless and uncluttered. His speech, delivered with graceful English accent he acquired while attending a British boarding school, doesn't abruptly veer to the nonsensical. He fought in professional boxing matches decades ago, but he carries himself with a gentle confidence that exudes warmth. And I truly, uh, that's a beautiful explanation because that's exactly how I remember our encounter at that faithful cafe. Jobless, he craves an income other than that of a small monthly government assistance check, but he refuses to beg for pocket change. Look at this man. He's got sharaf. He's got dignity. He's got honor. In November, Jilani agreed to let an Irvine church pay for a repair to his SUV only if he could perform sweat-producing tasks in return. I'll work for money, said a physically fit Jilani who'll turn 59 years old on Christmas Day. I'll earn it, but I won't just take it. That's important to me. How can he survive on a few bucks per day? You've got to be creative, he replied. I shop at discount stores and I buy items such as lettuce, fresh beans, bread, and peanut butter. I make salads with vinegar, tomatoes, and some salt. Sure, my diet gets boring. In typical Jilani fashion, he laughs and says, I've never dug into the trash. He has three relative luxuries behind his SUV, a low-end cell phone, a gym membership, and his cherished free admittance to the New York Beach Public Library. Again, think about this gentleman. He pursues a PhD, late, right? I mean, if he's 59 in 2011, that means he was certainly in his 40s when he, you know, he's 40-something when he finished his PhD in 2003. He has a membership to the gym, so he wants to keep his body fit, and he wants to keep his mind fit by going to the 
Newport Beach Public Library. Said Jelani, I realize people have it a lot worse. So even someone in his destitute situation can see the uh, silver lining in the world and by comparing to others who might have it even worse than he does. In, his, in this dismal economy, tales of homelessness are standard fare in the mainstream media. Los Angeles Times reporter Christopher Goffard wrote a groundbreaking 2020 series about life on the infamous Skid Row, but I don't recall him encountering a character who resembles Jelani. Yet as fascinating as he is, his saga might not have prompted attention without a stunning irony. So here now, this is going to come to when I met him. I mean, just life is incredible, people. And I'm getting goosebumps just saying this. In 2003, Jilani wrote his Doctor of Philosophy dissertation at UCI on drumroll homelessness. The thoughtful 148-page paper titled, quote, The Emergence of Resistant Poverty and the Perception of Low Self-Efficacy, close quote, called for new strategies to tackle homelessness based on raising emotional stability and heightened self-reliance. Think about self-reliance. Think about personal agency, personal autonomy, personal responsibility, sheriff, honor, integrity. Just five years later, Jelani would lose his gorgeous multi-million dollar Pasadena home during the national housing crisis, an event that happened simultaneously with his own credit card blunders. I always had money, he recalled. Then all of a sudden, I didn't have enough money to feed my dog. I take responsibility. Jelani ended up sleeping on rough Los Angeles streets, finding himself emotionally lost and for a time determined to find answers inside vodka bottles. But before his own collapse, he'd studied homelessness up close. I did what I had to do to get to the meat of the matter, said Jelani. I wanted to know why people fall into homelessness and what makes them resistant to change. Even when they are offered help, they won't take it. Why? It became real personal to me. He spent many nights befriending members of this underclass, learning about their individual issues and trying to understand the struggle, the struggles. At one point, I collected knowledge about homelessness, Jelani told me. Knowledge is fact-based. Understanding is experience-based. Now I understand. Not surprisingly, some of his experiences have been disturbing. An angry homeless man with territorial sensibilities assaulted him one night on Pacific Coast Highway. He has encountered women willing to do anything, I'll skip disturbing details for a beer, as well as fearless gutter rodents and machine gun fire from deranged Asian hoodlums aiming for someone else. He has also discovered good people who have been discarded by society because of perceived handicaps such as speech impediment or physical abnormality. It's very sad, he said. It doesn't have to be like that. These people have value. In his scholastic PhD endeavors, he discovered a consistent trait, trait among the homeless. It doesn't matter whether you they were male or female, from rich or poor backgrounds, young or old, had become alcoholics or not, if they'd been abused or not, said Jelani. The one thing everyone had in common was they'd grown up emotionally distant from their parents, close quote. And that observation led him to a conclusion, quote, something bad happens in these people's lives and they gave up, said Jelani. That something wouldn't bother the average person, but these people can't go on. There is a misconception that they blame the government. They actually blame themselves. They know the steps out of homelessness, but they think they can't do it, close quote. There is related stress in Jelani's life. My close friends have abandoned me, he said. Well, Bijan, if you watch this, Please reach out to me. I would love to speak to you. And boy, I would love to have you on the show. I mean, that would be unbelievable. We met at some cafe by coincidence through the serendipity of life many years ago. 
And here I am reading a story about you on my show. So if you watch this on the off chance that you do, please reach out and let's chat. Jelani is also frustrated by excuses employers give before dismissing his applications. He's too old or too educated or too skilled. That rejection has caused him to occasionally fear deep down darkness, submitting to the belief that he too is hopelessly trapped. A doctor prescribed medication to treat depression, but he doesn't take it because he hates the way it takes the life out of him. Instead, to help him keep confidence, he has a ritual. Quote, Every morning I remind myself who I am, close quote, Jelani said. Quote, I can write. I can think. I'm educated. Sorry. I'm a moral person. I like being around people. I'm adaptable, humble, and I love to laugh, close quote. And I can tell you that in my interaction, when he came up to me on that day and at the cafe... I saw all those qualities in him. Ironically, that optimism prompts suspicions. Quote, one of my old friends asked me not too long ago, Bijan, maybe you like this life subconsciously, he recalled. No, I know that someday this will change for me. I want to work. I'd be a huge asset to someone's business. All I need is a chance. If there is someone, I know that there are many, many people who watch the show or listen to the show. If there's someone who is an employer who wants to give this guy. I mean, this guy has a PhD from UC Irvine. And I could tell you from the interactions I've had with him, he's a really good person. I don't even know where he is or if he's around. I hope he's around. But, you know, reach out to me if I can get in touch with this guy, meaning Dr. Bijan. And if there's an employer out there who wants to give this man a, a shot, Let's do a little night, nice mitzvot at the start of the new Jewish year. So there you have it, folks. It starts with me talking to a homeless gentleman outside our Peruvian rotisserie. It takes me back to a time when I met this gentleman. And here we are. The connections in life are truly magical. Hope you're having a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.